Welcome to Stratagems, a podcast where we talk about Stratacorporation issues in British Columbia. My name's Barry Burko, and I'll be your host. Welcome, everyone. Today, we've got uh, two people on the line. We're going to be talking about uh, shutoffs in high-rise buildings and the costs associated with, uh, with that. With me today is Brian Lee, the principal and the owner of um, MGH Consulting, a consulting firm, engineering consulting firm in Vancouver. And we've got Ron Jasmine from National Hydronics, who's a project manager uh, or service manager. Welcome, guys. How are you? Very, Very well. well thank you, Brian. How are you doing? Good. Good. So we're talking about a live case, uh, and and this this came to me from uh, Brian, who said to me, "I've got an I've got a topic for your podcast, Barry, and here's the topic." <laughs> so Brian, why don't you tell us what the topic is and how it came to be that you thought this would be a great uh, a great idea for the podcast? Sure. As an engineer, you become aware of certain things around town may not necessarily be in your field of expertise, but you hear about it, and sometimes it, you give your head a shake. This is one of those scenarios, but I thought it'd be a good topic for Barry uh, to, for you to listen to. So I became aware of a situation where you had a, a senior citizen who's a lady uh, living on her own on a fixed income in a high-rise tower, a very nice high-rise tower in Burnaby. She had a leak in the faucet at her bathtub. It's a 15-year-old building. She had a slight leak in her kitchen plumbing, the faucet. Um, I recommended a, a local plumber who was very experienced to fix her two things, which he commenced to do. Um, he successfully did the kitchen sink repairs. When he came to the bathtub, uh, he informed uh, the lady, who then informed me, I have to shut down the riser, the water supply, to the entire tower because there is no localized shutoff valve. Whoa, whoa. So, so let me see if I got this straight. So the plumber says to this woman, I have to shut the water to the building? The entire riser, which may, uh, may not be the entire building, but it'll definitely be multiple floors for so, that riser. So just for the lay people, a riser is the vertical line going up and servicing a stack of units? Is that the right terminology? And Ron can answer that more eloquently. Than yeah, I. so Ron, what's... A, what? Yeah. Yeah, riser, if it's on a high-rise building, typically uh, uh, the piping is cut into zones, especially when you get into a building that is over uh, 15 stories. Uh, most buildings, each zone is about eight floors. And after eight floors, you would have a hot and cold water main on the corridor ceiling, and that would service the next zone. So the next zone would be another eight floors. So my understanding of this particular building is that uh, for perhaps the zone that she was on, which would be eight floors, the plumber informed her that uh, he would have to turn off the risers or the hot and cold water main pipe that goes up and services those eight floors above and below her. So it would be, my assumption would be eight suites that he would have to isolate. Not wow. the whole tower, but eight suites because uh, and the contractor the only provided valves for the zone, not so, for individual suites. So, so just to get this straight, so we've got a leaky faucet, which is not uncommon. I, in fact, I just changed a bunch of faucets in my house. And in order for this woman to do it, she had to have a plumber come in and turn off a riser or two risers, the hot and cold water. And that put at least eight other units or perhaps even more without water until this got done. So that's basically a thumbnail sketch of what happened, Brian? That's correct. Now, wow. even that would not be too uh, difficult to accept for her. Uh, but when she was told what's involved in having this shutoff, 
for your one unit only. It cannot be any plumber shutting it off. It has to be the plumbing contractor on contract or on retainer with that strata, so that one contractor. Wow. And that one contractor would charge that individual owner, the senior citizen, anywhere from $800 to $1,000 just to shut off the water and to turn it back on when the plumbing work is completed. So that 800 to $1,000 does not even include the plumbing repair, which started the whole process. Wow. I mean, and, and especially, mm. you know, given that she's on a fixed income, as you've mentioned, that's a huge amount of money for her, isn't it? Because the plumbing bill itself for the repair would have only been in the neighborhood of $70. Wow. So why is it, I guess I'll turn this to, this will be open for anyone, and the questions were 10 points. <laughs> uh, why is it that there weren't any isolation valves or other valves that could turn off the water to each individual suite? Why wasn't that installed during construction? And maybe I can address it. Yeah, sure. Um, since National Hydronics, we've been in the uh, high-rise construction for the past 40 years. That's kind of what our niche is. So we almost exclusively, that's all we do is high-rise construction. I do find it surprising that a building 15 years old wouldn't have isolation valves at each suite. But having said that, they may be using a different system. Um, so, for example, uh, what we would do, a typical national hydronics installation, is as the zones that I mentioned, say we had a building, let's just say it's 16 stories, and we're going to separate into two zones. Mm -hmm. So you're going to have one story or one section of zones that are eight suites, and then, uh, after the eighth floor, you're going to have another zone with another eight suites. Mm -hmm. We would typically have shutoff valves in each suite because the way we do our piping system is that we have a manifold header in each suite. Well, now you're going to lose me and you're going to lose a bunch of other people. What's the, give us another lay term for manifold. Term for, a manifold is just a supply of hot and cold water. And a manifold is just basically a, a larger section of pipes that has one inch or half inch outlets that service each fixture. Got it. And typically we would run it in the slab uh, in the concrete floor in conduit, and that uh, services each fixture. Kind of a home run system. Okay. Um, you can imagine an uh, electrical panel with all the wires coming back to one central location. That's typically what we would do is have water lines running from each fixture back to a manifold or a header um, off the main one-inch uh, one hot and cold water supply with a shutoff valve. And typically they're located in a closet somewhere accessible where an access door pops off. Now we're talking about the one inch in the build in the in the suite itself. It's not in the suite, in the, in exactly. The suite. So that's what that's what National Hydronics will do and that's what we've done for the past forty years. So it is unusual that there isn't a shutoff valve on each suite. But um, some companies perhaps did a different uh, uh, system where they would run copper piping uh, not in a manifold, but overhead in the suite. And sometimes um, they would uh, just run each piping, not on a manifold system, but uh, say a one-inch line, and then it would tee off and feed the sink, tee off, feed the toilet, feed off, feed the uh, shower. And, and therefore, they wouldn't put a shutoff valve on, or actually, they are not even required to put a shutoff valve, uh, only a local shutoff valve that isolates each fixture. That's by code. So if you have a toilet, you need a stop. That's considered your shutoff. If you have a shower... Wait, can I just jump in for a second and ask shower. you a question? Sure. So, so yeah. if I'm looking at my, my toilet in my house, and I'm not sure this is the exact same thing, but I know, of course, there's mm -hmm. a water supply 
tube that runs from the wall, which is, you know, obviously it's getting water from the the, the water circulation system to the toilet. Yep. Are you are you saying that by code it uh, that shut off is required? Is that the shut off you're you're talking about? Yeah, it's called an angle stop. It's just a localized okay. shut off that's right by the uh, fixture. So now, if that but, uh, if that if that yep. fixture if that little valve leaks, then I have to go and under this under this system you're describing if if that valve starts to leak i would then have to get the zone shut down so i could fix that that valve is that correct? right so oh. in, a, in in the case of a house you would probably have to go back to your main water supply of the house right and shut that down Got it. so very similar to what brian's describing where there was obviously no shutoffs in the suite so the plumber uh, would have to go down to that zone that feeds those eight floors those eight suites and shut the hot and cold line off to localize or to shut the water off for her suite, which in effect, which would affect the, the next uh, seven suites. Wow. Now, Brian, let me ask you a question. Uh, thanks for that description, uh, Ron. That was very helpful. Brian, being an engineer, and maybe this isn't your field of expertise, is this are, are shutoffs not done? Or maybe this is a question for both you guys. Are question sorry? Are the shutoffs not put in for each unit? Um, typically, because there ex- there's additional expenses with this. Uh, or is it a is, is it is it why would they why would they why would the developer not do it? I'll add a bit more information as background. Okay. Uh, because I actually saw with my own eyes the scenario at this lady's bathroom and bathtub faucet. This is what they call a <clears throat> single lever faucet that has a cartridge that controls the hot cold water. The cartridge or the faucet itself has a local shut off valve to the hot and cold to allow you to change a cartridge. The cartridge is what leaks. Now, if the local shutoff valve, which is part of the faucet assembly itself, if those fail, then you have no way to shut off the water. Hmm. So the trouble is those localized shutoff valves are not part of the riser or the water supply line. It's part of the faucet. Got it. I'm talking about should there not be a localized shutoff valve in the main line so that should the faucet itself fail or any part of the faucet, like the localized shutoff, they can still turn off the water locally to do that work. Exactly. There's so, not that situation at this building. So why why do you think that's the case, Brian? Is it what do you think was going through either the the developer or the engineers or any other uh, consulting firms when they did up the plans for the building? And not being a mechanical or plumbing engineer myself, that's where I say I revert to what does common sense say? Common sense would say some kind of uh, ability to do work locally should be there. I was going to ask Ron if something like that, just a generic statement of the ability to provide localized shutoff, is that in the National Building Code? Um, you know, I don't, I don't think it's in the actual National Building Code. Um, but uh, as I mentioned before, uh, in the code. thirty Let me years that we've been doing, the thirty years we've been doing high rises, we've never done a high rise without localized shutoffs in each suite. So that's um, interesting. It. That's interesting, yeah. Ron, because um, you know what you've just said. As you know, I've been in the business for 25 years, and and so right. here's here's a scenario. I'm going to pitch it to you and tell me if this sounds about right. So, um, developer asks engineers for and architects for plans. Um, they go out and they tender it. They get their you know everyone bids on it. Then let's say National Hydronics wins the contract for um, construction. 
and lo and behold, they look at the plans and it doesn't show any isolation valves per suite, then National Hydronics, being the company that you are, says to the developer or the, tra- uh, the, the consulting engineer, hey, for an extra pennies or whatever the cost is, we highly recommend that you put in isolation valves in each suite. That sounds the way it would go. Is that correct? Is that what you guys would exactly. do? Exactly. We, we point it out right away. Um, even if it is a system that not as uh, straightforward as ours, where it's a manifold system, you can still put isolation valves, hot, cold, going into a suite um, that uh, would be in a ceiling or located in a wall behind an access door. Um, obviously, I haven't seen the drawings for this particular building. Um, perhaps uh, uh, they have it piped a little different as far as uh, uh, piping going from one suite to another, but highly doubtful. I would say it's probably a hot and cold water main that rises up and then a hot and cold that comes off the, the mains and into each suite. Um, and the developer, not the developer, but the plumbing contractor probably just said, well, we're going to have a shutoff that's going to shut off the hot and cold and the recirc uh, on the floors below, and that'll suffice. But again, it's not good practice. Uh, it's something that National would never never do or never even consider doing. Because in a high-rise, you're going to have, let's, let's say the size of the pipe for the cold is going to be three inches, and the hot is going to be two and a half. Um, that pipe will pass through each suite, and there'll be a T that feeds off of the main and goes into each suite. So there's your bypass there. That, those lines are always going to be charged, right? Yeah. And, 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 the, and the water coming into the suite, it would be easy to put a uh, hot and cold shutoff valve and a recirc valve if that's what's there, a recirculating line. Um, I'm not sure of the building configuration, but it is uh, without a doubt uh, not, a, not a big issue to do that. What Brian described, not doing that, that brings up a whole different situations of why the cost, why, why the expensive cost to do this, because there's a lot of procedures that now have to go into place to drain the water. So it's not, just, it's not a matter of the plumber coming out and turning off the water at the bottom to access this particular suite, but now you have to somehow get the water out of the main because the only shutoffs are in the, the main floor at the bottom. Let me just be the layperson and try and describe it for the layperson and see if, see if I've got it correct. So it's, not, it's, it's, some, it's somewhat like a house where you'd have a shutoff uh, leading into your house, and if you were to change the taps in the bathroom, you would... Uh, prior to disconnecting the the water supply tube under the sink, you would turn the faucet on and you would essentially discharge or relieve the pressure of water in that line. And then once that was done, you could go ahead and make your changes. In what you're describing, and guys, tell me if I've got this right, um, you've got eight floors or maybe more full of water, full of this pipe, pipes, hot and cold, full of water. And by opening a tap, you're not going to be able to to, to discharge it or drain it um, to use uh, Ron's term, you have to do something else, it sounds like. Yes. So you'll have to go into another suite um, up higher, open up a valve, open up a fixture to let air in. That's uh, the only yeah. way you're going to drain the water is by, by depressurizing. So just by opening up the tap necessarily is not going to drain the water very efficiently. You're going to have to open a tap further up and let air into that uh, pipe so that the water can actually drain. You have to create some sort of vacuum. So, being again, being in this business, I can just imagine the the you know the 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 hoops that this woman would have to go through. She would have to contact the strata manager. The strata manager would say, "You need to hire um, a particular company, and their their rate is fixed and has nothing to do with her." 
Uh, they're going to mm-hmm. charge this woman. Not only that, she or working with the strata manager then has to make arrangements to go into at least one other unit if she's if if it's not the top unit, so that they she could bleed or or they can up, open up the tap to allow air into the risers so that they drain in order for this woman's own plumber to change out the fixture. So there's a lot of coordination, a lot of time, and a lot of sounds like a lot of money being spent. Is that do I have that right? So Definitely. I'll add a bit more to the story as the oh, story more. developed. Um, okay. when I learned more about the history of this building, uh this senior citizen lady is not the first to experience this problem. Others have and they have paid that eight hundred to a thousand dollars. So now I'm thinking there must be a better way that is more proactive that for the entire building is a better way of spending their strata money. Imagine if five individual units had this problem over the same calendar year, that's potentially $5,000 for doing it at five different times. Now, if this 15-year-old building is starting to have these similar types of plumbing problems, maybe the proactive approach is find out or survey other other problems. Let's do it as a one unified project and we share these kind of costs. Ah, gotcha. Because if, if unit number one is having a problem and unit two has their problem a year and a half down the road, uh, instead of doing that repair a year down the road, do it now, which is not that uh, big of a time difference, and think of the savings in cost. Yeah. And, uh, that and not only I'm that, uh, think about it in terms of, uh, you know, uh, some other efficiencies. Um, Let's say there's a dishwasher leak or a water supply line to another appliance goes. Um, it would be very handy to turn water off at the suite rather than at the riser level because I'm assuming that um, if it's, let's say it's a dishwasher just picking a, the appliance out randomly, it would have to wait until that riser is fully discharged before it would stop leaking. Yes. Now, typically most of the repairs... Um, are going to be after your localized shutoff valve. But in the case that Brian explained, obviously there was an issue behind the shower that uh, enabled that shutoff valve or the localized uh, uh, hot, cold uh, needle valves on the shower assembly not to work. So that's why they had to drain the water. But yes, if if that was the case, if they had to replace a, a shower cartridge, it would be cost uh, more efficient to change all the shower valves at one time and uh, do the process only once instead of coming back each time and reoccurring the charge over and over again, for now, sure. What about this, Ron and Brian? What about if, let's say, picking up on Brian's idea, making you know, making it a building project, how hard is it to retrofit the stack of units that are on this riser to put in isolation valves afterwards? In other words, well, retrofit. Anything is possible, uh, Barry. Um, again, uh you know, you would have to see where the hot and cold water lines come into the suite, how accessible it is. Um, uh, you know, there's a, there's a lot of factors involved in uh, the way the piping is laid out, uh, but certainly anything is possible. Um, you know, do it on a suite by suite basis. Um, as a matter of fact, if you uh, had uh, uh, enough room, you could actually freeze the pipe hot and cold behind and not drain the water. That's another option uh, instead of draining um, the water. But again, to do that, you would need access. You'd have to cut uh, drywall open. So, you know, there's there's different ways of doing things, but uh, it all is going to uh, cost uh, money to do that, right? But um, obviously, uh, uh, on a fleet-by-fleet basis, 
um, you know, that, that is a possibility. It would just take, take time to do that take time. And so Brian, what, what was the outcome of, uh, this woman's, um, uh, plight? What, what, how did it end up? Uh, the current status is, uh, the lady is appealing to the property manager to see if there is a way to, uh, have this water shut off and, and, and restart, uh, be taken care of under, um, common property, contingency reserve fund. And that was going to be a question I was going to pose to you, Barry. Something of this nature, would it qualify for contingency reserve funding, this type of work, where it's not a private property, it's the common water line? Yeah, it's a very interesting question, and I don't have a very good answer for you. Um, as I understand it, uh, the whole this whole issue of pipes that service only one strata lot versus servicing um, more than one or, or, or strata lots is considered common. Um, I think this whole thing is being taken before the courts within the next month. I understand there's, because, as you know, there's, there's, it's not very clear, and some strata corporations do it one way, and others do it uh, a different way. Um, so I don't have a very good answer for you. You know, my suggestion for this woman is. Um, well, let me ask you this question. Did she finally get the, the faucet changed out? I mean, she had to have done that, I suppose, if Sadly, it's leaking. It's, uh, because it's not resolved, and right now she cannot afford to pay $800,000 to for doing one cartridge change. Still leaking. It's a constant drip. And here's the sad part. Uh, the cost for heating hot water is shared by the entire building. So every time there's a leaky faucet, everyone's paying for it. Sure. So in a way... Uh, as a strata council, you may want to help out the lady because by not, if she decides not to fix it at all, she's not just leave it, let it drip. Well, here's another Everyone's twist. Uh, if, if it was leaking behind the wall, you know, many strata corporations take the view that pipes behind the wall are common. Um, and this is what I was, you know, earlier when I was saying that the issue is going to be taken before the courts, um, that's going to be further refined and defined because, you know, a pipe that services just one strata lot may be, may be defined as not common property. Um, so mm-hmm. in, an interesting twist there. But going back to your point earlier, uh, so this woman has this drip and there could be eight other units that have the same drips or whatever. And you're suggesting, well, look, let's just canvas all the other owners, see if it makes sense to shut it down once, do the repairs, share the expense, or maybe have the, you know, appeal to the strata council, have the strata corporation pay for the expense of shutting down the risers. That's, uh, that. You, I think your suggestion is probably the best way to go. Has she tried and, to do that? Uh, it's very recent. It's currently going on, and uh, and we're still waiting for responses to direct questions. And then depending on the responses from the property manager who represents strata council, um, then the uh, the occupant will, will, will make a decision. But now I'm bringing up. I'm going to bring up another point, Barry. All right. And that is um, similar to if there is an emergency, uh, a fire. There's an emergency escape plan. Everyone's aware of it. This is what you should do. Follow step A, B, C. Mm-hmm. In the case of if you experience a plumbing leak, should there be a protocol in place that everyone uh, understands and buys into? Report it to Strata Council, who then becomes a database for. Oh, we're seeing a pattern arising. This no, pun, no pun intended. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Uh, we should do something proactively. I don't think there's such a, a plan in place on many buildings where there's yeah. a database. Uh, that's something that uh, uh, should be brought to the attention of stratas, that you should do something like this, because as buildings age, these problems will become more frequent, 
and there's a, there's no escape plan ready to follow. People will be wondering, what do I do? What do I do? You're absolutely right. Here's no, a question for you. Sorry, sorry to interrupt, that, Brian. Yeah. Um, is there a uh, mechanical uh, service plumber that services the building? Um, is, are, yes. is the building on a maintenance program? Uh, yes, it is. That same contractor who's the only one allowed to do the shutoff. They are on an annual retainer. Our service division at National Hydronics, and uh, I must say, we have a pretty accurate record of all the buildings that we service, and we have complete records. So if we find that there's a trend going on with a particular item, say there's been a failure of 15 shower valves, well, you know, right away that's going to alarm us, and we'll we'll make that recommendation to status in, you know, there is an issue going on, um, you know, this is something that uh, perhaps we should deal with before it becomes a larger issue as far as dealing with it, uh, putting it in the budget uh, down the road to have uh, everything taken care of, right? So in the case of a shower cartridge, I know there's a particular manufacturer that had a particular problem with this cartridge, and um, what it did, it would fail and it would let hot water or cold water, vice versa, cross over into each other. So basically, you had a cross connection, and you either had uh, hot water coming out of your cold or cold out of your hot, depending on what the pressure settings were. So going forward, we had uh, notified that this was starting to happen. Um, we went back and we uh, found the manufacturer, and they said, yes, we have had a problem. And they actually supplied all the shower cartridges for free under warranty, at least. And then we went and we changed every one in the entire building um, before there was further problems or you know, cross connections or, or leaks and of that matter. So well, again, uh, a lot of, a lot of the, uh, a lot of the responsibility does lie onto your mechanical provider to, to catch some of these uh, issues, right? I was just so about that, to that say that um, from a strata corporation perspective, as from a strata manager's perspective, you know, we rely on, you know, competent tradespeople to, you know, to, to help us do our jobs. And, and, um, mm -hmm. you know, I've got to say that in all my years of, of, of doing this, um, uh, we never had the, the benefit of, of, a, of, a, of a, a firm like yours, and perhaps we should have, um, you know, making that pitch to us saying that, you know, we'll keep a database, we'll keep records of all the stuff that's going on so that we can monitor your building and make recommendations going further as the building ages. And I think that's a great takeaway for strata corporations as the buildings age. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. I, I think uh, capital depreciation on your equipment as far as replacement costs is all something that should be uh, logged in each building. Um, so the strata knows what kind of expenses they're going to expect in the next, uh, you know, five to 10 years or exactly. a year to 10 years. Right. Um, a lot of care uh, and budget. Yep. And a lot of strata corporations are doing those depreciation reports and, um, mm -hmm. you know, and they and, and I, and hopefully uh, the firms that are hired, to do those are competent as well, and you know, really getting to the nitty gritty of it. Um, so let me it, we're 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 into our podcast here about fifteen twenty minutes, and I just want to wrap it up here. So Brian, any last thoughts and comments? I mean, you're the engineer, you're the guy I used to go to all the time when I had problems. Um, what what did well, you advise this woman? <laughs> I'm approaching the discussion from the consumer's perspective. Not necessarily the engineering perspective, because mm. now I'm hearing mm. the tale of a, of a lady who I sympathize with and saying, I'm sure she is not alone in this situation. Yeah. There's got to be a better way. And it could be, the better way is, could be simply um, administrative coordination of the property manager and the, and the sub-trades who work on the building 
to say, once we identify a problem, let's try to do it collectively as opposed to putting it on the shoulders of individuals. That's the biggest takeaway I like to uh, have is trying to share the cost as much as possible because isn't that the whole concept of a strata yeah. ownership? Well, guys, let's leave it there for now. I want to thank you, uh, Ron Jasmine from National Hydronics Group, and I'll put a link on my uh, on my page so you can get in touch with Ron or the firm, and Brian Lee from M- MGH uh, Consultant. Thanks, guys. It's been a pleasure chatting with you and hope to do it again soon. Thank you, Barry. Thank, thank you, you very much. Uh, it was a good conversation. It was. Take care, guys.